TTYA Talks, the podcast. So hi guys, welcome to the first episode of TTYA Talks, the podcast. Ooh. I'm so excited! I can't contain myself. This is my but, first um, ever podcast. It, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so gassed right now. Like, I started this platform to be able to connect with women that I feel like we're pioneering within the creative industries, and I couldn't wish for a better two to kind of be the first. Um, amazing women on the podcast because they inspire me so much and I was just saying before we've kind of gone live in that like I feel like I'm at the age now where I'm ready to pass the baton on and yeah, I would I couldn't listen. think of better company to be able to lead the charge and to move forward so I'd like to welcome Leomi Anderson and Neelam Hello, hello, hello and thank you so much for having us as well because you already know like I've been <laughs> rocking with TTYA hey. for time so like, I'm so happy to kind of have you girls here and I kind of the purpose of the podcast was to kind of give real talk and real insight and I feel like for a lot of us we move in a lot of the same circles Mm -hmm. and you know we've been around each other and I kind of wanted this space to be like how do we move and how do we communicate to the next generation of girls and girls Mm -hmm. that really look to us for advice and I feel like especially now with social media like everything's kind of highlighted is very Mm. shiny and Mm. it's actually a space which is borderline actually quite upsetting sometimes so I kind of just wanted to like touch base with you guys and really kind of get a really really deep insight and I was saying to Neelam earlier that like I just didn't obviously I know you guys are kind of really big in like advocators for diversity and inclusivity but I also feel like there's more to you than just that like I honestly I know that you guys are kind of like big spokes women for that topic and we're obviously going to touch on it but I felt like I really wanted like I see you guys are like my little sister so I really wanted that personality and to really have like real talk real with vibe. you guys I'm, real vibe. I'm honestly glad because I think it's refreshing because sometimes yeah. we get asked all the same questions yep. and obviously we're passionate about it but it's like there's other things to talk about too Facts. exactly and it's not always about like heavy subjects mm-hmm. as well and I feel like especially when you are a woman of colour I feel like when you are given a platform people expect you to speak for your entire race or all speak the time. for your speak entire about the struggle. Yeah, speak about the struggle <laughs> all the time, all the time. Yeah. and it's like oh yeah the struggle's real but life can be lit too and yeah. we can talk about positive and we've done things. pretty good for ourselves like exactly. why not talk about that as well yeah exactly Facts. or like the steps to get there or the, like something uplifting and motivational too not just mm-hmm. the but I'm going to start kind of like at the beginning because yeah, I feel like it. it's important to start from start there and then so I'm going to I think it's probably better if I bounce between the two of you yeah. but I, mm. I think I'll start with you Leomi like obviously I know you, we're both South Londoners yeah that's right born and raised mm-hmm. um, so kind of like I think it would be good to understand that like, your family set up your background like where you grew up and yeah. how do you feel like that's kind of like influenced who you are today so obviously South London, you know, <laughs> rep, the rep, best, rep. the best part. No <laughs> offense anywhere else. Um, I guess you can say that my family life was just pretty normal. Mm-hmm. My dad was a driver. I didn't live with my dad. I live with my mum, single mum, but like I have a good relationship with my dad. Amazing. Um, my mum just works in the bank have my older brother and I have two younger brothers but they live with their Mm mum and honestly just went to a regular school had a regular life and then when I was 14 years old I was scouted coming home from school Mm -hmm. and I was just like whatever mate didn't even think that modeling was a real thing that I could do do you know what I mean yeah just like oh I'm tall so did someone just approach you (laughs) yeah 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 he scouted me just came up to me on the street and I was like thinking you're a pedophile mate (laughs) literally so I was like peace out yeah. and I just got on a random bus because I was thinking no way yeah. you're going to try and chop up my body <laughs> and the next day he came and I was like oh he's definitely trying to chop up my body and he was like don't run I'm not a pedophile wow, take this business crazy. card I was like yeah that's what they all say yeah. and so I never called you never called nah I was just like I'm only 14 I was like oh, it's some fake thing I just thought it was fake so how did it elevate from that to you actually like <laughs> doing your first one way show for Mark Jacobs like May, like three months later somebody else from the same agency came up to me and I was like mm, oh, I guess I'll just go in then yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah and then I was like not really working at that age because obviously 14 is so young and like I already look 14 now so when I was yeah, 14 years face. old I was looking like a fetus mate <laughs> nobody was trying to cast me for anything like as much as I was trying and plus I couldn't walk in heels um so I guess 
I was just really focused on school mm-hmm. and my mum made it kind of a priority whenever Facts. jobs came up that were during the week it was very much like nah Close catch on up. the weekend like yeah. you don't need to be working like missing school and stuff at that early age but eventually she had to just let me do my own thing so mm-hmm. like during college that's when I started really modelling mm-hmm. and like going abroad and going to New York and all these different places but I think that being from London it just gave me that like common sense and that streetwise aspect mentality yeah. yeah because I feel like that's what's missing with a lot of models especially in America because like if they're from middle America mm-hmm. and they go to somewhere like New York it's super overwhelming yeah of course do you know what I mean like even girls when they come from like I don't know like wherever Brazil Poland whatever mm-hmm. they still have like a certain like do you know what I mean like awareness yeah, yeah but like when they're from like somewhere where like life is just so yeah. too simple almost it's like yeah. the modern industry I felt like, that way just coming from Coventry Cold. so exactly. we were just, we were just talking about, say, about that like, because like oh, yeah bring it home Neela. so even to bounce that back <laughs> yeah. to you because obviously you didn't grow up in London no. and you told me that you came when you were 18 so yeah. how was that kind of tran- one transition but two like Sis. Even to this day, I feel like a cough girl. I say it all. I don't feel like a Londoner. Like I appreciate it, and I know I, this is where I've moved to. But in my heart, I'm like a small town girl. Mm-hmm. And even I don't know the way Your I big move. Dreams. <laughs> yeah, but even the way I move, or like I get shy in certain situations. Like when I moved here, I didn't know who to be friends with, who to mm-hmm. trust. I was so naive. I thought that everyone just had my best interests at heart. Like I grew up in a place where everyone knows you. Mm-hmm. You go to the corner shop, it's like, you're right, Bab. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm happy. That's what I grew up so around. So cute. Like people, people will just talk to you for nothing. Like mm-hmm. you go somewhere, they'll be like, how's your day? They just chat and get to know you. And then I came here and it's like, you're thrown into this rat race. Mm-hmm. And I always say people that grew up in London, that's why I used to find it hard to make friends, whereas mm-hmm. now I have a good circle. But I'd feel like a lot of people here are more cutthroat because yeah. like you grow up in that rat race, in yeah. that environment. Mm-hmm. And I also think like, Growing up here, you're around a lot more things. Like where I was from in Cov, I remember being yeah. I remember yeah. being 14 and sneaking in. I went to Birmingham and Skepta did a 16s night at Gate Cash. <laughs> I remember I was 14 and I snuck in and yeah. I remember seeing Skepta perform and I got up right close yeah. and I was like, that was the highlight of literally going back to school. Like, oh my God, like I saw Skepta, like he performed and all this stuff. And then, but if you grow up in London, like these things are, aren't out of your realm. Reach, you can yeah. see yeah. that, you can see those yeah. people. You could go to a boiler room or like, yeah, you could, true. you could even get invited to some like Under after party or, or yeah, whatever. whatever. Like, and you'll be yeah. around people. You're Agreed. around, around yeah. like the culture and yeah. you grow up different. And I feel like that's, that's why still to this day, even though I've been modeling a while, I'll be in certain rooms and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not meant to be here. Like I'm <laughs> Imposter just from Coventry. Syndrome. Yeah, no. I swear because I just feel like I'm still this same person from Coventry yeah. and everyone sees me as this thing and this model. Mm-hmm. And inside, I just feel like this like geeky girl and I'm like, oh my God, like it's just <laughs> weird to me in my head. Well, let's touch upon you guys' careers because I feel like I'm not even going to gash you up so I'm going to let you guys gash yourselves up because oh, I feel oh, like that's one thing God. sometimes that we don't do. So I'm going to put both of you on the spotlight to just, okay, I'm, okay let me throw a question out. Career highlight, highlight Leomi. <sighs> okay, I guess one of my my most known career highlight is obviously becoming a Victoria's Secret Angel, mm-hmm. which is like definitely one of my biggest highlights. But I guess working for people like Rihanna and Kanye, mm-hmm. like those are my highlights as well because they're people that I looked up to from a young age. age so to be in the same room with them and like be on a level where it's like we're actually working and doing something together mm-hmm. like those are definitely some of my highlights Nina career highlight same I feel like doing that Kanye show was one of my highlights because it was his first yeah, one as well the energy and the birth did you do it together yeah. oh my god yeah. that's so cute at the same time and yeah. North was running around like yeah. North had just learned how to walk these times oh, so yeah. Yeah. and we were just like thinking like what is going on this is yeah. mad like, especially from being from London to be in a mm-hmm. room you're like Kim, Chloe, I North, remember, Kanye with Pat McGrath did it yeah. I'm just like I remember he complimented my outfit and I, I was like no one can ever talk to me again like he complimented my style like I was like wow this is it because when you like look up to someone and appreciate their music and their music's helped you through so much mm-hmm. yeah. just for him to say that he liked my style I was like wow Wow, <laughs> the but, Coventry girl and you were screaming literally <laughs> but it was important for me to kind of speak to you guys together because I feel like your friendship is so genuine yeah. and I know like a lot of people see you separately <laughs> and a lot of your interviews are very separate but when I see you a lot of the time it is together, together. And, yeah. I, and I know that's the hashtag now but I love to see it like we love to see it we no, love to see because... you guys together we love to see like how important is it with your friendship to have that real like real friendship of substance especially in this yeah. bubble of an industry that we're in I 
always say like I couldn't even do it if it wasn't for you. Like yeah. because you know when you have no, but it's true. But you know when obviously we have like other friends too where mm-hmm. we can go home and like vent to them but having someone who actually understands it and mm-hmm. I'll be like sis like, are you going to this thing and she's like oh, oh I'll go if you yeah. go yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we can go together and we like see things the same because yeah. I feel like there are so many people in this industry who you meet and I always called them affected yeah. like they're affected they just think too much of themselves or like they just have energy that I don't want to be around like being around them just drains you or they you feel like you can't joke with them or they might take themselves too serious they're they're performative I feel like our industry is full of well every industry every industry is full of very performative people but Mm -hmm. I feel like within the fashion industry it's almost like it's Mm -hmm. almost like second nature to some people to have a persona but it's just like it's weird Mm -hmm. it's really weird Mm. when you go to events and like you you're, you can't even describe how you feel sometimes, but you know you feel off. And yeah. I'm not even an awkward person. You could put me in a room with anybody and I'm just like, yeah, if you're good vibes, you're good vibes, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. In fa- in the fashion industry, you'll be going to events and sometimes you just feel weird. Like, or you're at a dinner and it's like they've yeah. put a really weird group of people together and it's like weird. Me and Neelam, we're so lucky that we do have each other. And it's funny because there was a time when we weren't even cool, but it was yeah. just over something stupid. Yeah, and yeah. again, it's probably more so though to do more with like... Surroundings. Uh, surround- other people's influence yeah Yeah. as opposed to like us but like now like this is my girl like we're always that's the funniest that's the funniest thing because even with me Lumi when we started getting close I thought we'd be like cool but she's definitely the like one of my Mm. close people not just in industry like in life in life and that's how I feel it should be because I think in this industry there's so many people that you think like they're best friends but I really feel it's just for the pictures yeah yeah they're not not. and I feel like it's important to stress that because Mm -hmm. all three of us have been in this industry for quite a a long time now Mm -hmm. and I feel like even with me when people see like me and my friends or like me Mm. and Grace together like everyone like like I've known the Grace for over like 12 years that's my homie like and it's bigger than and I love the fact that we've been able to grow Grow together. together And when I see you guys, that's why I really wanted to do this with you together because yeah. I feel like I've watched you two essentially grow together within yeah. this industry as well. The first time I met you, the first time we met each other, she just started modeling. Mm-hmm. I remember I said, I said, I said to her, I was like, "Oh my god, I read your blog." Yeah, oh, literally. Sick. I remember being like, "Oh my god, like yeah, I read Crack China Cup and all this stuff." Yeah, <laughs> like I, I think I, I didn't even live in London. I think I got yeah, the train down for, for the day, and I remember really clearly you had a Kanye phone case. Yeah. Yeah, I did, and them, I hadn't even worked times. with Kanye at that <laughs> yeah. time. By the way, that's how it's Sick. real. You know, them times yeah. their phone cases like reflected yeah, yeah, your yeah. like personality <laughs> like that. Like she had a Kanye. Yeah, I did. It was watch the phone. It was a watch the phone. <laughs> phone case. Yeah. And even like from the modeling industry, and I kind of want to bounce back to when you were saying, obviously, like one of your career highlights was. Victoria's Secrets like it was interesting because when I was reading about your story and reading up about mm-hmm. more about you um I obviously saw that you didn't get that straight away mm-hmm. and it's a conversation that we were having earlier as well was like how do you guys I think dealing with rejection and just mm-hmm. not even in the modeling industry <sighs> like because I feel like to a certain <laughs> limit like for me like I have to pitch jobs all the time like yeah. Yeah. things always have to be allocated to talent or talent have to be front facing mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. sometimes you just want to like how do you guys I should say essentially like deal with rejection because that's a massive 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 part of part. your career and your journey but also it's like people kind of always see the highlight like people will they see you bang 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 and I'm going to talk to you like in depth a bit mm. more about like even like what you need to do to even be ready for that Victoria's Secret show because I feel like that's a whole regime yeah. within itself <laughs> but also it's just like how do you guys on a mental way like feel like how do you keep up with your self-esteem because I, I can assume that it must be quite difficult if rejection is now part of like your day-to-day life do you know it's weird at this i i i didn't actually find it as hard in the beginning Mm. because i think i didn't know what was going on so everything (laughs) was like a roller coaster to me so i wasn't really understanding it but i think now uh, i do it it does hurt when you really want a job that's when it hurts the most because i think now when you've been in the industry for a while you kind of become a bit hardened to it and a bit numb to it um but it hurts when you really want the job and it hurts more when you know you could have got that job and, and you haven't got it and yeah. you haven't got it because of a stupid reason like they've got another girl in the show who's the same skin color that is when it hurts because yeah. that's that's when you have the moments where you just think i just want to give up like yeah. and it's really easy for people to say well don't it's part of it but they don't understand like yeah. people find it hard to deal with rejection just mm. on like it's like imagine going to 10 job interviews on one day and getting none mm. like getting but every none. day though wow. yeah for fa- like fashion week for example mm-hmm. 
when you go to New York especially because I don't mm. know why in New York they think that you can just get everywhere mad fast <laughs> and like I don't know but like when I first started out you'd have mm. up to like 20 cartons a day yeah mm. and these times you didn't even have internet on your phone so it's like you're really like mapping out and in grafting these like it's, you're out in these streets and mm. it's just like that like and living in a model apartment with 12 girls and seeing how rejection and like and not even having money as well yeah, not struggling money, like, yeah eating I was eating flipping tin soup and people telling me oh the brand of tin soup that you buy has flies in it guess what it's the that's the that's the brand I'm buying because that's yeah. the one I can afford right now because yeah. I'm only 17 I don't have a job okay so how does that <laughs> even work then because let's like because for girls that one actually are thinking about getting into modeling or mm, like don't. are actually in that space <laughs> <laughs> or I actually in that space like explain how that even works like being in these model apartments and like not even owning like having your own money because one of the things I was going to talk to you a bit later on is we'll touch on that is like obviously attaining money from quite a young age but yeah. like how did you think. that's what and that, it's a perception <laughs> and this is why this is really important yeah, is for important. us to discuss it it's like what is that actual like because everyone always just sees you walking down strutting down Victoria's Secrets yeah. Wings Angels Burberry campaign I remember I think I saw you in the airport like there was this massive billboard or Knightsbridge and I just remember thinking this is fire I remember but when like, I got that and like I went with my friend and she made me go to every one of like the billboards and take a picture in front of it. And you know me, I'm so shy. I was like, I don't want to do it. And mm. like looking back now, I'm so glad I have those pics. Yeah. Because I was like just turned 18 yeah. and like, for me, that was like, I feel like that was God's plan because I was telling Irene before this yeah. started, I never thought I'd be a model, like genuinely, but not just that. I never wanted to move to London. Mm. You know me, I wanted mm. a simple life. I wanted to get married young and mm. settle down. That was what I wanted in life. Crazy. Like truly, I did. Mm. I was oh, wanted I'm to glad have... you didn't do that. You wouldn't have met me, mate, because I ain't going to no teen wedding, mate. I'll be out here, missing a wedding, going to Ireland. Oh. So. I, I always, I wanted to work, but I wanted to have like a family life. And I was with someone from like 14 to 18 yeah, she, she, she was loving oh, it I was, I was loved up and yeah, I thought yeah. me and this guy were going to get married like and then I remember he cheated on me and this is the crazy thing I still wanted to be with him mm. I still you were so young I still mm. wanted to take him back because I was like you know what we're so solid I'm like he was only child his mum used to view me as his daughter like we were so close he just bought a house and we were gonna like we, we were really the real deal mm. looking back for now, your so, age yeah yeah but we, that was such a blessing in mm. disguise thank god but the funniest thing is he he like had money I didn't grown mm. up like, I was normal working class and he like went to private school went to normal he would always have a car like he was that little kid that were like flex mm. you know and he bought I remember Nicole Scherzing and 50 Cent had that song I can't remember <laughs> the name but you know the music video you remember it don't you yeah 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 um, and 50 Cent was wearing this red Burberry trench like this waxed red trench and them times I didn't really know about brands like yeah. honestly the only <laughs> brands I really knew was like true religion like I like grew up in I don't know that's not what yeah, I was yeah. into I didn't yeah. know things like that yeah. if it wasn't in Bullring like <laughs> I'm, I'm out yeah. and um so I remember he went and he got this Burberry trench and like even now that's a lot of money but imagine where I grew up from like spending I don't know like 700 pound on a coat was out of my mind yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was working in Hollister and I was getting 25 pound a shift yeah, yeah. and I remember all I wanted was this Alexander Wang badge remember the studs <laughs> underneath yeah yeah, and yeah, I, used yeah, to yeah. I used to work in Bullring and I used to get the train um, from Cov to Birmingham but I had a rail card so I used to like budget I used to take um, food from home mm-hmm. or if I did treat myself to a lunch I'd go to and get a meal deal because I'm like yeah. three pounds sandwich yeah, 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 yeah. Because, <laughs> because, because then I'm like I'm only left with like 20 quid from my shift yeah. and I remember saving all my money and saving up for this Alexander Wang bag, like doing double shifts. And when I got the money for it, I just couldn't fathom spending it on a bag. And I bought a MacBook because so I was like, I need it for my studies. Yeah, <laughs> but inside I was dying. Yeah. And he got this trench anyways. And he would always like kind of put me down about it. Like he'd, he'd buy me things, but it was always like to kind of tell me my place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was really into All Saints. He bought me these £100 All Saints jeans that I wanted. Like £100. I couldn't even, that was mind blowing to me. Yeah. And whenever I'd wear them, he'd be like, oh, that's nice. I got you that. I got you that. And yeah. I got Ownership. you that. Ownership. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So from when I got out of that relationship, it made me realise I never want ever. I mean, I was still working in Hollis and had my little 25 quid here or there. Yeah. But I never, ever wanted a man to be able to do that to me. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Fire. And that's why I'm like, 
very independent now. But yeah, I remember he got that Burberry trench and he, whenever 50 Cent would come on TV, he'd always make a big deal about it, <laughs> which is great. Be proud of yourself. But he'd put me down in the process Sis. that I didn't know how to pronounce these brands and I didn't, you know, I'd never been to Bista Village because yeah. like, in Cov, that was a big thing, <laughs> going to Bista. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know I would call it Bissister or whatever. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to pronounce right. it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what is that? And then... The crazy thing is, like, he cheated on me. We broke up and I got Burberry. Like, who would have... That's, I Imagine, feel like that's God's plan. Yeah, like, and he saw me nice. over that's, every single billboard. Like, yeah. that is God literally laughing in your face. face that, like, yeah. wow, um, crazy. But I'm happy that you had the confidence to, like, <laughs> move forward and, and kind of... I know, like, you even when you, you you did touch upon, like, when he did cheat on you and stuff and, like, how... I was so young, You, you were so yeah. young. And that's why it was important for me to, like, have you guys actually talk the real talk because, to me, you're still my babies. Um, <laughs> but, like, even, like, with the rejection thing and, and touching back is it's like how do you feel like you've been able to cope with that on a mental level mm. because I feel like it's really important to touch on that because people don't see like you said you guys in a flat with 17 other models eating tin food and yeah, flies, people don't see that side <laughs> people don't see the struggle people didn't see you breaking up with your boyfriend and like that leading you to now get one of the biggest campaigns that was life-changing people just see the billboard people just see you mm. on the runway so like how do you feel like mentally you've been able to just one keep yourself sane but also, like, being in a headspace where you feel like I am good enough or I am enough. Leomi, I feel like you're good with this. She's mm. the one that, like, gives me advice on this, honestly. <laughs> you want to know what? Like, I just feel like I learned very quickly in the industry that mm. you can't take things personally and that there isn't really any rhyme or reason as to why certain things happen mm. sometimes. Mm. Like, you can be perfect for something. You could work your ass off. Like, girls, for example, for Victoria's Secret, go in gym two, three times a day, every single day, paying for a personal trainer, this, 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 that. But you can go in that room look, thinking that you look the best and you can still just not get it. Mm. And there's girls who are like crushed by it. Like mm. there's girls mm. who feel so much pressure that they didn't get the show that they're posting on Instagram like, guys, long paragraph. Oh, I didn't get the show this year. Blah, 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 blah. Like imagine like not only have you been rejected, but you feel so much pressure. And that yeah, you, you have to so actually announce down, it. That you have to announce that you yeah. didn't get something. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually so hard being a model because everyone sees everything that you're doing yeah. and mm. when you don't do something or they're not seeing something they're assuming you're not working you're not busy mm. you're not wanted and you can sometimes take on those feelings yourself mm -hmm. like if things aren't necessarily going the way that you want them to go but I think that one of the ways that I've been able to combat that is just by having like a good network of people around me mm -hmm. and I think it's very important to have people outside of your field or have a friendship that is bigger than outside of that field mm -hmm. like mm. me and Nina, we don't talk about work every single day mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like if I was in a space where I was around people that were always so work orientated or like so fashion orientated all the time it would make me feel crazy yeah. it made me feel crazy yeah. but some people they still have in their mind that no I need to be networking all the time I need to yeah. be going to every event or seeing every single person like da -da 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 -da. but yeah. It makes it hard on yourself and it does drain you to be that person. Agreed. And I'm always one for always talking about organic networking yes. because I feel like it's definitely a subject that we need to, and that's probably a whole nother podcast on, in itself, um, but galore. definitely like <laughs> organic networking. And I think people always, always ask me all the time, like, oh, how did you get there? How are you able to know? And I, and I honestly tell them 90% of my friends I met in the club, on the dance floor, just yeah, having a good time, your life. just catching life. Like mm. I didn't ask anybody what their job was I didn't yeah. care what their job was we mm. just two-stepped we used to do what we used to do whatever <laughs> whatever we used to two-step <laughs> like it was definitely all built from the dance floor and I definitely feel like with social media it has kind of ruined that because it's like everything needs to be visible everyone feels like you need to be everywhere and yeah. like going back to what you said about organic relationships it's like my friends from ends are kind of what keep me grounded like all my mm -hmm. friends do not give a flying couldn't give a like mm. they love me for what I do but like they're all mums majority of them now like yeah. they're like my like I always say like my end friends like they're all mums they always champion what I'm doing they see me traveling they think it's a, a nice life but they understand that it's hard and it is work yeah. and I feel like because I do have that support system of being mm. able to go back to them and like call them and go for brunch and just like hang out and just be like can you just come to my house and we're just gonna watch just Netflix and out. just chill yeah. and like we were saying earlier about just ordering food and like yeah people don't do that I make it a point now of like even I was saying like this month like one of my new well in January like one of my New Year's resolution was re resolution mm -hmm. one of my New Year's um 
I can't even talk now. I'm like so excited and so messed up. But I was like, for the beginning of the year, it's really important for me to have, even if it's once a month, games night or things where I yeah. engage with my friends yeah. and like really make time to see them. And even with my family, like I travel so much that I don't necessarily always get to hang out with them. So even Same. Sundays now, I'm always just like, who I wants to come to my it. house for dinner? I who wants to come and eat? Who yeah. wants to come to my yeah. house and eat? Because I'm just like, you got to bring the food. I can provide <laughs> the space and the cutlery, but you can bring everything else. But just like actually really making time for people that I value and do you guys feel like within yourself that you have been have to do the same thing of just like removing yourself out of like that bubble that I'd like to say yeah and one thing though that from from me personally and like with my like family setup and stuff is that no matter what unless like obviously I have family members who really do understand but I feel like a majority of them still to this day don't understand what what I do or like actually how hard it is or how hard I have to work like my Mm. family I still sometimes think they think that when I don't see them or I'm traveling and stuff I think they put they think that I'm really actually trying to go out of my way to not see them (laughs) or that I'm like just living this la-di-da lifestyle and I'm like she must just be out partying all the time that's why she's not coming around when it's like no like I'm really really working and sometimes Mm. that's why I said like my close network is usually my friends because it's draining having to explain to your family sometimes yeah. all the time like no like oh this job doesn't pay this is an editorial oh so so why are you doing that then yeah. why do you don't just oh. or that you might have to go somewhere and invest in yourself and yeah, they're not they they're not paying it. but it's a good look and it could lead to building with them or do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. they won't it's get hard it sometimes yeah. actually like i try and make as much time for my family as possible but sometimes you really have to put yourself first and that's something that i would like to say is a piece of advice that i would give to someone mm-hmm. is that sometimes even in your family and yeah, you need to have space from them mm-hmm. if you feel like it is draining you mm-hmm. uh, and I think that sometimes explaining yourself all the time or like trying to get people to understand what you're doing mm-hmm. is draining sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you just put your head down just do it and then you get it done and you say okay this is how I got there sometimes when you're in that process sometimes do you know what I mean it's yeah, not facts. everybody who is actually good to have close to you yeah. in mm. that time when you're just trying to make things happen things for yourself yeah. And even explaining to people like, okay, for obviously we all know what an editorial is, yeah. but like even explaining like why wouldn't you get paid for an editorial? Because there'll be people who are listening or to when this you do like, a why cover. don't you do, why don't yeah. you do, why, why, what's an editorial and why don't they get paid? Because everyone thinks, because you're in the magazine and well, you're people doing all think these that you're doing I'm holding the microphone right now. Yeah. I don't know why we ain't getting paid because <laughs> sometimes there'll be advertisements for all these big brands in that magazine. Bro, and I don't top. understand why the money ain't reaching my pockets. <laughs> Anybody listening who wants to let me know, please mm-hmm. get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true people think even with with me when I explain to my family like they thought covers you get the most money for I'm like mm. I'm not getting paid yeah no. you're not getting paid at all yeah you no. could do a cover of Vogue and you're 72 pounds mate but, yeah but you know what I mean like you're doing it for the prestige and <laughs> yeah. for for the looks and stay relevant and to put yourself your out brand. there but yeah. yeah you're not getting your money's not coming from that because I was going to say from you guys entering the industry at quite a young age like how did you guys even have take the steps to manage finances because I feel like that's a really interesting conversation for us to have and I, and I know like we could probably have a whole episode oh, just on finances I know, yeah. but Listen. I did want I did want you guys just to touch on it because yeah. one again it's important. your your lifestyle is very looks very razzy so people automatically think you must be have millions and like and again you guys have been working for such a young age so mm. it would be really nice to kind of be like well one like what kind of financial advice could you guys give one and two like what steps did you take to protect yourself because because like you said, Neelam, a lot of people always come around you because yeah. they think they want to take and yeah. they don't necessarily are not there to add. So what advice could you guys kind of give to young girls? I think the main one I see with a lot of models is like living within your means. Mm. I mean, I think especially when me and you were coming up, you saw some it's, girls and they were just yeah. big balling. Yeah. Like these big show girls and in their breaks, they would go to like a Nima Marcus and yeah, be, be racking it up. Yeah. But people don't realise like you're classed as self-employed. So mm. with me, I'm, I always live like super within my means like I might buy myself a little bag here and there but compared to what like Mm. I could be doing I'm always like Mm -hmm. cautious Mm -hmm. and I think it's because you never know like don't get me wrong you could earn a crazy amount one month and then you might not earn money for months on end Mm. and you might be doing amazing things you might be shooting editorials doing this doing that doing shows but you might not be earning so I think it's just always being conscious Mm. that it's not like a normal job where you get paid every month or or even when you do get money like you're getting paid from each individual client Mm. so your money's not even coming in at At like the same time exactly and then on top of that 
that is it's going to your agency, right? Who then have to pay you, who take a percentage, and then they pay you. Yes, and even the client doesn't pay you as soon as you do the job. Is what people don't really understand. It's a lot of delays. A lot of delays. Yeah, and honestly, when you first start working as a model, you're in debt. That's what I want to stress to people. You are in debt because people think, oh, when you go to New York, where are you staying? Oh, you're staying. Oh, you staying in a hotel? No. Do you have a car? No. Do you have a driver? No. Do you have this? Do you have that? No. Oh, so at least they paid for your flight. No. It's like an IOU. You start with zero. Your test shoots. That's five hundred pounds gone. Your, even your, know, card your, cards, your yeah. comp, cards sometimes your cards sometimes all the time your comp cards that's hundreds of pounds gone like you're literally thousands of pounds in debt before you've even done before pimp. you've even done a single thing <laughs> mm. like before you've even done mm. a single thing so now imagine like put that stress on top of a young girl and now you're going to your 20 costings. castings a day mm. And you're not getting anything, but you know that even just by being in this apartment, it's like costing it's so costing money. money. A model apartment that I was sharing with twelve people, I was paying sixteen hundred US dollars a month for a month. Crazy. Twelve people, and there's four people in a bedroom. I've stayed in model apartments before that don't even have a living room. They don't have a living yeah, room. Yeah, they so move it into a bedroom, bedroom with bunk beds. With bunk beds, I'm living with. I'm in a one-bedroom apartment, but I'm living with eight people, but we're all paying 1600 a month. So how does that all work out? Like, mm. do you know what it's I mean? It's not like, hadding up, man. It's, it's not, not hadding up. Because yeah. people, they don't care. Like, yeah. people think that modelling is an industry where, like, you have this supportive team. Sorry to it's any agents listening to this. Mm. You lot don't care. Like, you don't <laughs> care, bro. You don't. Like, you can act like you care, but you only care because we make cash. money. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you are a cash cow. That's, yeah. a, that's the biggest thing. And mm-hmm. I think even with me in the beginning, I would find it hard like now I've developed relationships with my team like say my manager and stuff that I feel we're on the same wave but even in the beginning with my agency it's like there's a weird control thing going on Mm. where they want to keep they want to keep they want to keep you at a certain level like even the control tactics like don't even get me started on this from Mm. when I was growing up and 18 and your body's going through changes and bear in mind I did Burberry I was just I just turned 18 I went through puberty, my hips grew a little bit and now they've gone back down because my body's leveled out. Mm -hmm. But I remember battling with my agency. They made me go on like... Uh, this is my agency, by the way, not my management. Just throw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. management we like. We both yeah. have management. We actually like them. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember back then I didn't have a say. So now I feel so grateful that we're yeah. in the position so where we can direct. So they put the pressure on you to like oh, move yeah. away? I had or to like... send in a food diary. They put me on a juice cleanse. They messed up my whole metabolism. Mm-hmm. And it was because they they were so desperate to get my measurements down. And I remember it got to the point that I was going into Burberry depressed. Mm. I was literally, they would. I remember them saying to me, like if you want to have a snack have six almonds a day six no more than six and I felt like I couldn't live my life I felt so self-conscious I didn't want to go on Mm. holiday didn't want to be in a bikini and that was at a young age and I remember going into Burberry and I like cried one day and then someone from there called my agency and said why are you putting this pressure on me like we don't want her to lose weight and then they kind of like backed Backed off. off But wow. from a young age, like I feel lucky in a sense that I had Burberry because they really were like my family. I mm-hmm. shot with the same people every day for two years straight. And wow. like, like I said, I was from Coventry. I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. And I had those relationships. Yeah, yeah. Like we'd finish work and like, you know me, I love my little, I'd go for jacket potato with them. <laughs> or do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I had like a sense of normality. And that's mm-hmm. why now when I see those people or when I shoot with them, it's so emotional because they've really seen me from like, back well, then to yeah. now because when I first started modeling too I remember my agency at the time saying to me oh we're going to give you pocket money every week because remember yeah. I hadn't got paid yet yeah, and all these think, other girls like, yeah oh, pocket money. all these other girls would go in on a Friday and get their 80 pounds or whatever yeah. but I remember mm-hmm. you know this was a little hustler in me I was mm-hmm. smart I'd saved up my Hollister money so I remember I was running low on it and I'd have to come to London to shoot all the looks for the Burberry show mm-hmm. this is before the show this was during summer so it's like three months before and I was shooting all the looks. I knew I was getting paid for it, but I wasn't going to get that money for a while. Yeah. So I was living off Hollister money. And I remember when that money started running low because I quit my job at that point because I had to be in London. Of course. So I couldn't afford the train, even with my rail card. I'd be taking the coach because I'm like, I'd be on a mm-hmm. three, four hour coach ride, but I'd be like, I don't want to be accepting any more of the agency. I'm already in debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me just at least be living Managed. off my own money. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I'd budget. I remember like when... I would be shooting for Burberry in the week I'd stay in London mm-hmm. in a model apartment too. And I remember there was like a Sainsbury's or something next door and I would literally manage my money and budget. This is how much I'm spending a week on food mm-hmm. and go and like do that type of stuff wow. and budget it out. 
That's in the beginning, I think it's important because people just see this illusion and they don't understand what you really have to go through. Like even now taking Ubers, I feel like I never want to become ungrateful. That's a luxury. Yeah, like yeah. Is a luxury. In the beginning, I remember being like, I had to go do a job abroad somewhere, like maybe somewhere in Europe, Barcelona. And my agency, this is them days where I was new, so I had no say. So mm-hmm. everything was packed into my day. I didn't. I probably had to schedule a time to wee, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, them ones. Yeah, yeah, so I had my flight and they're like, you have to go see this casting director before you go. He wants to meet you. It's really important. So I'm there lugging around my big suitcase. Yeah. I remember it's old street, like cobbled floors, was, you know, so yeah. difficult. One wheel was like kind of mashed up. <laughs> but I, like, so I couldn't afford a new one. Yeah. And... um. I remember, like, this guy was just taking his sweet time to see me. I was literally yeah, waiting there two no hours. Respect. Two hours. And then I was so scared to pipe up. I called my agency and I was like, I'm going to miss my flight. And then he came out and saw me real quick. Wasted my time because he probably just glanced at me and that was it. And then I had to leave. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to make my flight on the tr- getting the tube to Heathrow because you know you've got to be on the Piccadilly line. Yeah, I remember, like, calling, I can't remember, I called my best friend at the time from Cobb and he was like, there's no other option like do you think you're going to take a taxi and I was like taxi like <laughs> to me that was alien I was yeah. like taxi like even now when I go home to Cov, Uber's introduced there so some people take it even my family if I get a taxi from the station they to home it's, it's about five pounds yeah. no lie six pounds max <laughs> if I my family would never I'll call my nanny my nana they'll be like we'll get you like don't be silly like tell me when you get to the station like I, they is alien language to them like taking a cab is like an insult like yeah. why would you waste your money like that yeah. Yeah. so I remember when I first moved here and like that wasn't even a suggestion to it me like it was like let me just be on the tube with my big suitcase and be running late and I, I would never think goes. yeah I would mm. never think I'm not gonna waste money on a cab and I think for me it's like with you guys now, like touching upon some of the points that you have said, as a, a lot that has come across to me is just like that confidence building. It seems like mm. over the years you've really had to be yes. resilient you in building to. your confidence. And yeah. I think now where we have social media added on top of that, like what kind of, because I know you guys speak on this a lot and I know you guys are quite advocates in like using your social media platforms to like, you know, really have a voice and really be vocal about struggles. But I feel especially now with girls, even me sometimes like, Sometimes I I had to like, I remember at the beginning of last year, I came off Instagram for three months, Mm. mainly because um, same thing, I'd cut out of a really bad relationship and I just didn't feel happy. So I didn't want to be like seeing everyone's highlights. I didn't want to be feel like I was being fake, posting happy stuff on Insta. So I literally just deleted it. it? I I felt so great coming off it. There was so much stuff that was happening. I think it was around that time when they was doing 10 year challenge. And I remember I walked into a meeting and everyone was talking about 10 year challenge. And I was like, what's 10 year challenge? Like, because I I just was so removed. From yeah. everything, That's, that must have been an, like a nice time. It though. was so great for me because I just felt like I was also in this space of just always scrolling, and again, like you forget that you're seeing everybody's highlights. So mm. you know, like, you're in this space and you're thinking, "Oh, why is that person getting that? Or why didn't I get that?" And like, mm. you, you, I feel like sometimes you can go into quite a negative downward spiral, subconsciously, subconsciously, oh, sorry, and subconsciously always like scrolling as well, yeah. like just like I'd go for my phone to check the time and it made me buy a watch I'm not going to lie like when I deleted Instagram I bought a watch because Mm. I was just like I don't want to be using looking at my phone because before you know it you go to look at the time and then all of a sudden and you don't even remember what time it is after you finish scrolling you're scrolling (laughs) for like half an hour so I was just like if I buy a watch I don't need to look at my phone for the time it doesn't put me in this position where I'm like scrolling for hours but we touched on it earlier especially with like social media and self-confidence and being in this time where everything is very image based and I know you guys tend to use your always use your platform for good and like speak on a lot of like positivity and like help girls in terms of like building confidence what who who one who do you feel like has had a positive impact in your lives for that and two why how do you guys kind of work on yourselves within that remit because you still kind of also have those social struggles to deal with too so what are kind of steps that you guys take to kind of being making sure that you're in a good positive mind state Mm, it's so funny because i just had this conversation yesterday with Bree, Mm -hmm. and we were just talking about social media and like just how easy it is for you to just like start comparing yourself or like comparing your journey or what you're doing to Mm -hmm. other people just because you naturally end up digesting everybody what you're consuming life, yeah literally you know what i mean yeah and I just said to her, you know what? It's just not good. Like, we just need to, like, just don't go. Just do what you need to do on your socials and just go. Mm. Go about your business for a little bit. Until you're in a space where you're actually enjoying it and you're happy, what's the point? Like, mm. what's the actual point? But I feel like for models, we we have a bit of a weird one with social media because we're almost expected to 
like social media is technically a platform that you can use to do great things mm-hmm. but it's also become another pressure that's added on top because your agents and everyone have seen it as a way to like monetize you as Facts. well so you Facts. don't really feel and that sometimes it's tied into anymore. your contract as well yeah you, like, like sometimes you have to do a lot, a lot of time with, with jobs it's in the contract like you have to post it or yeah and it's like even and that's the thing you're posting it but it doesn't matter if we're going through depression or family mm. problems or anxiety or whatever like now we have to post it but people don't know that we're going through all these things they're just seeing that we're posting this job or we've got this new, these new trainers or whatever yeah. the thing is that we're posting but there's no backstory it's very surface level mm-hmm. but people are digesting it and consuming it as if it's your entire life and we're mm. all guilty of doing that of seeing someone's mm. life or whatever and thinking oh my god they got everything like why is this person everywhere but really we all just need to take a step back mm-hmm. I think like everybody any field model whoever you just need to take a step back and just remember that this is not real mm-hmm. this it's not mm. real it's not real at all like social media is not real mm. it's not even like it's not even like looking at a photo album anymore where it was like a candid picture like everything has been curated and filtered filtered, curated edited reshaped refined patched Mm. healed (laughs) whatever whatever tools you people be using like people are doing that to their images but you can't do that to real life like Mm -hmm. real life you can't do it to all you can do in real life is keep it to yourself yeah but you know what the craziest thing is? I feel like with me and you, Leomi, like we see a lot of these people, we see them in real life and we see like the behind the scenes and what people yeah, have to go through. But even me, I find myself guilty of like sometimes if I'm at home or like I'm not feeling good in myself, being online and just seeing people look so mm. perfect or like how does she look so effortless and this and that. And then you feel like, damn, I haven't done anything productive today. <laughs> and you can't help but like compare yourself. And mm. then I have to check myself and be like... Let me get off this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let me get off this. Or like, let me just go chill with my friends. Like, let me go bowling. Let me go cinema. Like, let me do yeah. something in the real world. Yeah. yeah. That, like, me- and that's why I think it's really important to have that balance. Like, even my friends that are in this industry, we we don't even hardly have pictures together because we're real life friends. Like, we yeah. just, we, we would, do boring errands I'll be like come I need to go B&Q let's go yeah. like, you know what I mean I them ones yeah. literally <laughs> like, but I think that is so important and yeah. that's why I'm so grateful like even now my best friend Isaac he's been um my childhood friend we went to school together grew up in Cov together and he lives in London now because he's working here and it's so refreshing like, I see him like at least once a week we speak on the phone every day Fine. and whenever we speak on the phone it's like the funniest thing is people don't know I know all this like mm. some people from Cov I see them writing certain things and they if I see them in cough they're like oh Neelam I don't know if you remember me I'm like Lauren I went to school with you for five years of course I know who you are do you know them ones of course I know who you are like don't be silly but I think having that connection and like remembering where you come from and like I I still hear all the little goss and like when I go home it's like nothing's changed or Mm. even when I talk to my family like my sister she's like She'll send me voice notes off my mum's phone because she's in primary school. She's young. (laughs) But like that keeps me grounded because like my family are proud of me, but their life goes on. Like I'm the oldest. I've got two younger sisters. One is in primary, one's at uni. So like when I go home, they'll have a minute of like, oh, this is cool. And then like my nanny will be shouting at me because I didn't do something right. Or like (laughs) telling me, oh, show me how to to work this Alexa, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it's normal life and yeah. that is so refreshing to me yeah and i was following on from that it's like how much do you feel like your heritage has played a part in that keeping you grounded because i know for me like even i was saying like this weekend my family is coming around and my mum was like <laughs> in the whatsapp group like what do you want and i remember being like pounded jam like just like yeah, real yeah, food yeah, like yeah, solid yeah. one like just like being with my family and just yeah. like, being nigerian and being proud nigerian but also that's played a part of like who i am like how much has oh, your kind of everything. your heritage kind of influenced the you the funniest thing is when i was growing up i was really embarrassed by certain things because i i mean a lot of growing up i experienced a lot of racism too you know because i'm from a small town like when i moved to london i realized how multicultural it is Mm -hmm. when i grew up people be calling me the p word left right and center and Mm -hmm. i just thought i remember walking to school with isaac and people shouting it out of the car to us out of a van and we'd just be like haha laugh at each other and carry on walking and when i moved here i realized like certain things aren't okay like this isn't okay but when you grow up in a small place like that you just don't realize um but saying that my culture played like such a big part like when i was a kid you know certain things you get embarrassed about like damn like this is so embarrassing like the why does this food stink or like blah 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 (laughs) my mum thinks because it's got a flavor my my mum's cooked and like nah damn i can't walk in the kitchen or my hair's gonna smell like them ones (laughs) but now it's like when i go home i'm so relieved and now I, i love indian food and not just that everything about the culture like 
I just I'm so glad that I grew up with certain like traditions and, and certain values. morals yeah. and even growing Agreed. up being yeah. like in a strict household I yeah. think it's so important yeah. to have that home training Fact. Mm. and like that level of politeness so yeah. I remember when yeah. I was growing up my mum would be like to me I remember once my parents got divorced she was in depression for about three years which was like the hardest time where she she didn't get out of bed once she snapped out of that she was back full force she was like right now the new the new routine is you both have 10 chores a day and it wasn't like little chores it was like i want you to clean out all the cupboards and clean inside mm-hmm. clean the skirting boards rake the front garden like it was all like from a young age i remember my mum used to make me cook I can't remember if it's two or three times a week, and I ha- I couldn't just do a little pasta. I had to pre- I had to present her oh. with a recipe for her to approve. Wow. I remember I'd be on like Good Food or whatever online, and I'd be like, "Mom, can I make this?" And I remember I'd be doing everything. I'd be doing like puff pastry, making <laughs> pies. Wow. Yes, like, give it to them, Nila. We're yeah, coming to your I'm house. Like, yeah. food. The cookout one. Ari, the cookout one. I remember yeah. even when I got the call from for Burberry the first time round, I was making a pie, chicken and leek pie with puff pastry. I never forget. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I remember I was really gassed that I got the puff pastry right. And my agency at the time called and were like, "Burberry want to see you like tomorrow." Them times I was working in Hollister, I was like, "Tomorrow I can't use my rail card. It's not enough advance." <laughs> I was like, "I'm getting paid twenty five quid." And I remember like a couple weeks before, I got asked to go down because I had a casting for Dove, you know, yeah. like Dove soap. And the job was like 40k and I was like, imagine if I get this job, like my life's going to change. Obviously, I didn't get it. I was demotivated and I thought, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to stay at Hollister and be saving my coins. So I said no to that Burberry thing. I was like, they ain't going to want me. Like, I'm not wasting my time. And my agency were like, we're so disappointed in you, Neela. I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Hung up the phone. Next day they call me. They're like, look, Christopher wants to see you. Like any day next week that you can go down, go down. And I was like, fine. Like if I go on a Wednesday, I can use my rail card. So I'll go down. <laughs> like, you know, them ones that like, I'll use it because I can use my discount. But I was I was going begrudgingly because I didn't think anything would come from it. Like I truly just thought these people, they just want to waste my time. They want mm, me to sit yeah. in front of them and they're not going to book me. Like mm. them times I didn't even have a book. When I went to see Burberry, all these girls were waiting outside and they were like talking like, oh, I just came from Milan. And I remember they were all putting on their heels and they were so ch- so chic wearing like Prada. Them times I'm in my Jeffrey Campbell heels with the spikes on the back. My yeah. hair was past my bum mm. because I, l- I had long, long hair, hair grown up. Uh, my nails were so long they looked like, like acrylics yeah. they looked like acrylics claws. but they were real claws. they were real ja- they were gel but they mm. had a french tip on it and i just had this little pink lip gloss on thinking i was popping and i remember you going in there never thinking i was going to get it mm. and i got it and i remember them saying like so what have you done or like can i see your book and i was like yeah i've only got this polaroid but like in summer i'm going to come down and then i'll come back and i'll show you my book like i didn't know i didn't <laughs> yeah. know anything yeah. i remember i met Elliot first who was Christopher's right hand man and he's like could you could you wait here for a bit um I'm gonna I'm gonna call Christopher I really want him to see you and I'm like this is no lie this is what I said I was like is it gonna be long because um I was like (laughs) I I was like my 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 tickets um off peak so I need to go in certain hours otherwise I'm gonna have to buy a whole new ticket and he was like I really think you should wait like you really need to meet Christopher so I called my agency and I was like guys I'm not going to be able to make my train home and like I'm not buying a new ticket. And they were like, Neelam, stay there, meet Christopher. And I remember just being like, I remember texting my man at the time and being like, oh, I might have to buy a new ticket. Like, it's so long. So Thinking yeah. about the practical side of yeah. it, not yeah. knowing your destiny was awaiting you. Your <laughs> yeah. destiny was coming. And literally, I remember even when I met him and he was from... Halifax, I was from Cov. We just bonded on where we're from. We bonded on everything. I remember him saying like, oh, you know, I want you to do the show. And obviously the casting was in like Horsefree House, the Burberry headquarters. I thought he meant a show in there because I was so gassed even being in the building. I remember <laughs> how you think that the show was in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah you know the setup. Like, everything just seemed so big. I was like, yeah. everything must just take place here. Yeah. 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 I had my this, BB at the time, my BB. Do you remember Blackberry oh, Bold? I had yeah, a little yeah, white yeah. one. BBM. And I, rem- I remember taking pics on my BB of just the thing to, to send to like my family and my man at the time like look how sick it was in there like wow and then he goes can you do the show I'm like yeah like thinking it's in here I was like when is it like next week he's like no in three months and I thought three months isn't that fashion week and I was like I was like are you sure and he's like yeah like this is going to be your first show and he's like you're going to be the first Indian model I've been looking for a British Indian girl for so long like he couldn't he asked me about five times if I'm really from commentary I was like yeah I'm from Cov like where else (laughs) am I from because I remember back then as well Burberry it was all about like British girls 
So mm. they couldn't believe that I had like the best of both, you yeah. know? And I love that because it's like, essentially he hired you for just being yourself. Yeah. Literally. And, and that's like, why moving forward, it was always like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember my family was happy for me, but they were pissed because I got good grades. And we were going yeah. on a family holiday, which we went on once every two, three years. So it was yeah. like a big thing for us. And the show was during that holiday. And I remember my mum my saying, are you sure they're going to put you in this show? Because my agency was like, you know, Neelam, they might drop you last minute. Like a lot of these brands yeah, do that. They, they could do. drop you in lineup. And I was like, oh, my God. So I didn't tell anyone I got the show. Sure. I went temple every day. My whole family was praying for oh, me. Like literally, literally praying for me. Yeah. And um, I remember saying to Christopher, promise me I'm going to do this show because my mum has to pay a fee to change the name she took my aunt instead yeah. and I was like promise she's gonna I'm gonna do, he's like Neelam I promise you I'm not Aww. gonna drop you and I remember him saying there's a live link to watch the show your family can tune in on that oh, so I remember wicked. them tuning in and I remember the next show I did for Burberry he was like invite your mum down because she missed the first one and she Aww. went she went and watched it and she was so gassed I love to see it because yeah. my mum plays for me all yeah. the time and it's like yes. even me like I'm a very spiritual person Same. and so it's like for me like it, it impacts my day-to-day life and yes. even just like being having that spirituality I think just puts you in a different mindset and that's I something agree. for me like I've had to work on a lot in the last two years yeah. and just taking my brain out of this bubble that we live yeah. in and being mm. able to just be like there's a bigger purpose and God's plan for you is always bigger like yeah. I always pray like I always be like God what's my purpose in this situation because right mm. now these people are about to send me over the hedge yeah. so like what is my purpose <laughs> in this situation even with TTYA and like having the brand and being able to like I always feel like oh I'm not doing enough or it's not it's not it's not it's mm. not going where I would like it to be and I always think that God's plan is bigger than my plan and it's mm. not what I think I want for myself it's what he wants for me and even touching on that because now we're talking about timings and like family like I don't even know where you find the time to do that because I, I feel like too. with all of this going on as well to now add lap on top Mate. like even tell us about the platform because obviously I knew about lap as it more being like a blog starting off yeah, and I yeah, know that exactly. you went on to do to do your product but why was it so important for you to one even start that platform and two then and now make it into merch yeah, so with LAP, uh, it stands for Leomi Anderson, the project, the purpose, the brand. And Pimpin. The- <laughs> <laughs> and- yeah, that's a good sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I started in 2016 off of the back of a post that I wrote on my own personal blog, Crack China Cup, that kind of went viral, mm-hmm. which was on consent. And I just realized that there was kind of a missing space in the market for a platform for young women to be able to go on there and see stories perspectives opinions everything from women who might not necessarily be writers who are just people who have an important something to say do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like who would you ask if a boy was asking you to send them nudes when you're in secondary school if you weren't Mm -hmm. sure about it who are you going to ask you're going to ask your older sister if you have one or maybe mm. like an older female cousin but if you don't have that role in your life you're going to ask your friend and yeah. if your friend's already sending teas she's going to tell you to send, send your little teenage yeah. teas too True. so you're not by yourself yeah. so I just made a place that if you go on lap you know you can type in STDs you're going to have stories from girls who've got it from people people who have not even had sex at all and yeah. one of the reasons why is because like yeah. whatever the case may be there's something for everyone on there and I just Fire. wanted to create that platform and I think that fashion is a really important way to be able to share messages as well mm-hmm. so that's why I started the the merch side and then I developed it into, into more of like the athleisure mm-hmm. side because like doing merch and stuff is cool but it's also not very like creative and engaging and I wanted to try something different and I Mm -hmm. wanted to challenge myself and learn a new skill so Mm -hmm. that's why I developed the clothing side and it was just important to me to have something that was just my own that like if I put 100% of myself into this it's going to grow if I don't it's not going to do well Mm -hmm. with modeling you don't really have that you can work as hard as you want in modeling but really if they're looking for somebody who has I, I, I don't give a fuck attitude mm-hmm. who is like very like oh rock and I'm on drugs and da 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 as that's long the as they fit they, they want, want yeah that's, that's the it. person they're going to get they're not going to go for you even yeah. if they could make you look like that they're yeah. not going to go for you yeah. mm-hmm. and that's why it was important for me just to have something that was just 100% my, it's mm-hmm. my own even if there was times when it wasn't even sustainable because I didn't even know about the business side of things mm-hmm. so I really it was cash loss at the beginning mm-hmm. but I just kept pushing because I knew that I'm going to learn. I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to have obstacles. I'm going to overcome them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have something that's my own. And even touching on that, like how did you even manage the supply and the demand? Because obviously I saw the pussy grabs back. Um, 
Iconic. The whole iconic, iconic. And even mm. like Riri wearing it and like posting it for the Women's March. Like, But I feel like one thing that people fail to understand is that when you have something that goes viral like that, the supply yeah. chain on the back mm-hmm. end is mad. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. And that's one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about because even having a product, it looks jazzy that online that it all went viral. But how did you, because you must have been working, you must have been doing jobs at the time Listen. and managing everything. How did you actually manage the supply and demand for that product? When that particular item went viral, yeah. And I remember when she, she posted it and I called the guy who was doing like my hoodies and stuff. I'm like, can you make uh, like 200 hoodies in this over the weekend? He's like, yeah, no problem. Cool. So I'm like, Bearing in mind, I had like two hoodies left as it was. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. cool. But, I promise uh, you can do it. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, don't worry. Order it. Da, da, da. Told me why now. He comes to my house and usually everything's folded. Nice. Yeah. Comes some bin bags filled with hoodies. <laughs> and bearing in mind, yeah, like my house is bare small. I even got him to deliver it to my friend's house because these times I was posting every single one as yeah. in handwriting every single address. Yeah. Customer service, people talking about, oh, I'm going to sue your company. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, hi there. Nice to you. It's Laura Stop. from customer service. Stop. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah, I'm really thinking, bro, <laughs> come sue me then. Because what? Come to my house and sue yeah, me then. Me, really me. Like, hi there. Like, yeah, my customer service name I is Laura. Imagine. Sorry about that. Here's uh, this discount code. But really, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? I was really end. going through it. Yeah. So imagine he comes, it's in bin bags. I'm looking, I'm like, this is how what's going on here yeah i open it hoodies are all different shades of pink the quality some were the the original quality some were thin he was like oh yeah sorry Just didn't all tell had. you yeah didn't tell you actually your your pink hoodie sold out that color sold out everywhere so i just had to get the fruit of the loom no i don't want fruit of the loom that's not what that's not what i signed that's up for. not what i signed up for yeah. i was awd which yeah, is yeah. the slightly more premium yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean like i was like no i'm not about to be selling this he's like well that, don't you, cry don't beg yeah it was like <laughs> literally it was a mess and like i learned from then like don't Say that you have something if you don't have it and mm. always be prepared. But you just can't be though. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And like, I guess one of the biggest obstacles that I've had with LAP in regards to that, like just business in general. And I want to speak about this because I want young women, especially to go into business and have a strong head on you and don't be naive. Mm-hmm. Because last year, a guy claimed that he wanted to invest in my business Mm -hmm. but essentially he didn't really do anything to help grow my business Mm -hmm. so when the relationship deteriorated and I was kind of like peace out Mm -hmm. he basically stole all my stock Mm -hmm. and I don't care if he wants to say that it's not stolen if I can't have it and you're not going to give it back to me it's It's been stolen stolen Mm -hmm. because you know what I mean it's been now since July of last year and I haven't had my stuff and I essentially have to start the brand Again. from the beginning mm-hmm. from scratch so all the money that I had put into it everything it's it's gone and the only reason why was because at that time I felt so desperate because I wanted to keep up appearances of my brand and I wanted to get more money to be able to do more collections and grow it and that's how I fell into the trap of working mm-hmm. with him but really I should have just kept my head down just kept doing things small 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 and grown it on my own mm-hmm. but when you're desperate and also when you're putting your money into something and you're like yo I actually haven't got much more money to put back into into this anymore you need to recoup so that you can reinvest reinvest, but like you know you start to panic like Mm -hmm. I'll tell anybody like if you get into that sort of situation and you feel pressure to like maintain like a glossy outside just take two steps back it's okay to say guys I'm just taking a month off or I'm gonna do I'm gonna relaunch it's better just to do that because if I had done that then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be having to do that right now but in the same token I've learned so much and now my relaunch is going to be fire. fire. And that's the thing, fire. you can always come back you bigger and stronger. Back, even with yeah. TTYA, there's been times where like, even now, like I'm on a hiatus with it because it's again, it's just like, it's not easy. Everyone thinks that like, you know, you get all these publications, like even just trying to do the press side and we'll have a whole nother podcast on building your brand. But I just feel like for me, like it's really important that you said that because even it's better for you to have the small small steps and learn yes. along the way i remember my first um one of my biggest orders um to asos was um destroyed in between it coming into the country no. and it getting to asos and i was liable for it because ah. it was in that interim um stage so it was very stressful for yeah, me at the stressful. beginning because again it's like it, 
I was doing the same thing. I was on, I felt like I was a gerbil going yeah. round. Like any little bit that you get, you yeah, use you, that to buy yeah, more yeah, stock. Exactly, so exactly. if you don't get that money, there ain't no more stock. Yeah, <laughs> So exactly. it's like you're doing all your other bits on the side to make money to feed into what yeah, your exactly, main causes exactly. that you want it to be. So I completely understand. And I feel like that's something that's really important when understanding the business. And even for me, like, I wanted something that had my own handwriting and even with lap I can see that it has your handwriting yeah. on it so it doesn't really matter Like, and I always say this like nobody can do it the way you're going to do it so yeah. even if someone takes a stock or it's gone missing like they're still not going to have the sauce yeah. they can have the pot they can have the spoon they can have everything the you can sauce have the, even the recipe there. baby you can have the recipe but you ain't but got the those sauce... secret crumbs that I'm going to pull from my bra <laughs> that's it on that's that it sis <laughs> and I feel like it's important for you to like what you've just said in that building it step by step and and get and working with the right people to grow your brand and mm. i feel like a lot of girls see the shiny side of it and think oh my god you could got a brand like even for me like i started ttya in my bedroom with seven styles and i remember everyone laughing at me being like how can you Seven's start a brand amazing. with seven styles Seven's like, amazing, bro. laughing and i just <laughs> remember thinking that's all i can that's all i can afford right now like yeah even great having thought, 30 though. pieces of seven styles that's all i can that's afford. a lot so we'll maintain and i saved up i saved so much money yeah. and it's like even now it's just like it was weird for me because people had to say to me oh what's your title and i was like oh i don't actually have a title i like, do everything i do a bit yeah, of everything yeah. and people used to be like oh that's not a good thing you can't do everything and I'd just be like well actually I can do everything like I'm doing this to pay for this and what the money that I'm making from this job that I'm doing here is working in the club is also also helping me Laura and customer service too so it was just like it was really tough so I feel like it's really important because girls look at us and think oh you know they must have all this investment or I'm just going to start a brand tomorrow and even with this Instagram lifestyle people feeling like everybody can you can do whatever you want and I I actually love the platform in the sense of that it helped me to be able to grow my brand exactly and 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 touching back on something that you guys said earlier is that even when i went to la like everyone in the business remit was like what's your ig nobody asked me for a business card nobody said to me what's your email the first thing was what's your ig so you almost feel like even with your instagram it's a bit like a cv now like you're documenting your lifestyles and it's a bit of a tricky one and i think my question kind of to you guys is like now how do you kind of feel like even with your relationship, like I, I, I'm here for it. I completely Lance love it. But you know, <laughs> how do you kind of keep some of it private? But like, because I feel like you, you've done really well in like that. We said it ever. You could be stunting very much so, like you know, right. on the gram and yeah. like being in this really amazing relationship. But how do you kind of keep? private things private and like mm-hmm. you guys making time because like you said you are very busy you both are really busy yeah, I'm but assuming so I love that every time I text her she's like oh, I'm just dying Lance's hair I'm <laughs> yeah, just always. doing always doing his dreads <laughs> I love that but how do you kind of make time one for each other and two like how do you kind of make sure that you guys are just sharing enough in that kind of enough bracket because I don't really know what that I is think, but. I, I think that everybody is different and every relationship is different for me and Lance it's just very organic mm-hmm. I don't really think about it I don't really like why am I posting your face everywhere like yeah, I don't yeah. feel like that Yeah. because it's just like I don't like the idea of people being able to follow my relationship and think that they know what's going on, on based off of social media. media like you know sometimes and we're all guilty of it like if a couple is always always posting 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 and they don't you're like oh they must maybe something's happened to them yeah. mm. I don't like that so yeah. sometimes I just be doing some weird stuff sometimes sometimes yeah. I'll have posts of me and Lance and I'll just delete it for no reason yeah. or like one time people thought that me and Lance had broken up because I shared my friend's Summer Walker mix and I, I captioned it like oh um, the song that you listened to when you just had a breakup but you still need to go to the club though and then uh, people were like subliminals yeah but yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. it wasn't even subliminal that was just like that that's, was the, the, real, of the, that's the real was, essence of the song that was yeah, the yeah, essence yeah. of the mix because yeah. it was a Summer Walker song that was about breakup but she made it into a club mix yeah. Siobhan yeah. Uh, the morning, in the morning I woke up I had like 12-15 messages like what's going on with you and Lance Did it, are you okay I'm laying next to the guy right now I'm like what's happened I'm like <laughs> huh huh and then when Siobhan messaged me I was like oh, I put it all together and yeah, I'm like, bro, That's why I would never ask because you guys are so solid. Yeah. I'm like, I just know. Yeah. And the thing is, if we weren't solid, no one would know. Yeah. Only my friends would yeah. know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I, I don't know. It. And I just like, I think that the best way to like maintain a relationship but still put enough out there and but not too much is just to keep it genuine and surface but also don't feel like you have to be performative and I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of couples is performative because you would not naturally set up a camera 
and then start whining on each other yeah, and yeah, then yeah. kissing and yeah, then like yeah. oh, oh the camera's there yeah, nobody's yeah. in that room except for you two, two. bro <laughs> no one that fake <laughs> outro is always yeah, the worst yeah, yeah. as well I mean? like, I, and that's fine if that's what you want to do but then comes the responsibility of dealing with the repercussions Jeez. or dealing with having eyes on your relationship like I can't be mad if people are following my career and think oh maybe Leomi's not doing something because I'm not posting it they don't know mm. they don't know what I'm doing but mm. I'm not posting so I'm not mad if that's what you think, think you can yeah. think what you want and it's the same with a relationship don't be mad if people think oh you two have broken up just because you haven't posted just do what I do post it delete it post confuse delete. them yeah. confuse them <laughs> that's what me and Lance love to do and then just kind of just for a roundup, what's next for you guys? Go on, take like... away nails. I feel like it's hard because in this industry, you can't really even talk exactly. about things until you've done it. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is I'm trying to do a lot at one time. I feel like we've been given an amazing platform and it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I don't just want to stay confined like in one section, you know. I want to expand and do other things that I'm passionate about too. But again, that takes a lot of... Pretty much all of my last year, most of it has been working on one specific project of mm-hmm. literally blood, sweat and tears mm-hmm. of meetings and but I know the end result will be worth it but mm-hmm. that's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on mm-hmm. but again it all takes time but I think that's good to see and that's good yeah. to hear as well because people are going to see that project and think that you just did it in like literally exactly. yeah. Yeah, and that's so it's thing. good to know that you're working on something that we will be seeing very shortly I can't wait great. and you Lily what's next for you um, I'm relaunching the clothing aspect mm-hmm. of LAP mm-hmm. um, in April I'm Fire. doing a pop up in Nigeria yes we yes. love to see it. Yes, because yes. it was like, mm, could just do a pop up in LA. Everybody does it. Basic. Yeah. Why not just take it back home? Yeah, well, we love that. My second home. Yeah, you we know what love I mean? that. The original home. That's it, babes. So I'm I'm gonna be coming to Nigeria and I'm gonna be launching that. lap there. And I'm just super excited for the future of my brand. And you know, I'm trying to be on that Forbes 30 under 30. That's what that's what I'm trying to be. I doing. hear that. Like, sis. That's we it. She'll it. get it. You've been manifesting that for the longest. Yeah, you like know, literally. You know. We love it. So I just want to say thank you guys so thank much. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you for being you. honest. Thank you for sharing your story with us. We love to see it. Like for anybody who wants to kind of follow you guys on socials. At Leomi Anderson on everything. At Neelam KG. On everything as well, see, we love and wait, we it. just have to say we're so proud of you. Yeah, Thank you, sisters. because yeah. people don't say it enough in this industry. Yeah, I feel don't. like even when I don't know with me, if I see someone I respect, or even if I like their music or anything, I think some people don't want to show that love because they you don't want to be a beg. Yeah. But I think it's so important, like tell people you're proud of them mm-hmm. why not if you see someone doing amazing things like just share it we love that but we are proud of you thank yes. you so much I'm proud of you see my little babies are all grown up <laughs> and that my guys is TTYA Talks tune in like love subscribe we're all here for it I'm Irene thank you so much for listening <laughs> <laughs>